and a mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Everybody, and welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 226. Not 227, I'm not Jack Hay or anything like that. I don't think anybody gets that, but welcome to the show. I'm not feeling well and I have no voice, so that's going to be great, right? That really equals out to a great podcast, but I'm going to, you know, soldier through this one. I have two books that I'm going to talk about myself tonight and two books that I'm joined by Brandon a couple days ago when you'll see. I had a voice then. I actually had it. But before we end up going into that, let me tell you where you can find us all around the internets. We're on WS Marvel Comics over there on Twitter. If you follow us, we'll follow you right on back, just as we do also on our DC Twitter that I'll throw it out there. It's Weird Science DC. A little cross promotion there. We have a website, Weird Science Marvel Comics.com, where you can go for news, reviews, and previews, and all sorts of things. Pretty pictures and words. If people read anymore, I don't know. I don't know what the kids are up to down at the rec center, but you can go over there. And we also have a Patreon account where you can support us for all the things we do here. Maybe allow me to go buy some NyQuil. I know that a lot of people, you know, say to the Patreon, hey, we have to keep the lights on. I don't need that. I just need NyQuil and possibly other stuff. But, hey, here we are. And over on the Patreon, we have a bunch of shows. And one of the things I did yesterday as I'm recording this is I put up a show that I did on Marvel number one, the Bill Jemis Complete and Utter Garbage comic book series. Uh, it was part of the great bad good awful comic book show the best uh, worst comics and i hope that everybody enjoyed that if you didn't listen to it it's in the feed right before this one but it gives you a little bit of a sneak peek if you haven't been on the patreon of some of the things that we do that's one of the shows that i do every month but one of the things we also do on the patreon is each and every week we have a two book spotlight two books are picked by the Bad asses of the Get Fresh crew over on a Patreon poll, beep boop, and the two books that win, me and Brandon usually talk about together. We didn't this week. I was like day last soul. It was me, myself, and I because we ended up having to talk about Warhammer 40K, Marnius Calgar number one, the Karen Gillen book that really is more for, you know, fans of Warhammer 40K which I am not. I, I don't know much about that universe. And, you know, it kind of showed, but I, I struggled through that, but I had some fun talking about it. But also Captain Marvel number 22, which started a new story that is kind of like young woman, Carol, deceased, uh, days of future, the end past. It's it's like an alt-future deal that was coming out of the Captain Marvel, the end issue from a little bit ago. 
Uh, and I liked it enough. I thought it was a pretty cool start. But if you want to hear me talk about those, you can go over to patreon.com slash weird science. If you sign up now, you won't be charged. You'll only be charged if you decide to carry on into November. But if you quit before November 1st, you will never be charged. You can use it as a free trial. Everybody likes free trials, right? Yes, they do. But I'm going to go off here and we're going to talk or I'm going to talk about one of the bigger books, if not the biggest book that came out this week. And it's funny because it's two weeks in a row. It's a two-time offender because Amazing Spider-Man number 50 came out. And as we were getting closer and closer to number 49 slash 850, I said, wonder why they just didn't fudge the stats. I don't think anybody would be able to figure it out. So they could have had the 850 fall on number 50. That seems like synergy to me. You usually get these, you know, 50, 25, 7,500. Those are usually issues where you get oversized deal. They call them anniversaries and special issues and stuff like that. But they ended up doing that last week on number 49. I thought that's weird. But now I think, all right, I think they just wanted to double dip. I think they just wanted to have a, a reason to oversize number 49. So then a week later, they can come back and oversize 50. And it's weird, too, because overall, these two issues end up working well together, I guess, but almost gives you the idea of like, well, you're kind of, you know, stringing things on a little to get to 50. They did not reveal or Nick Spencer didn't reveal Kindred in the issue number 49, something that I really thought he would do only then to reveal it. In this 50 so it was more in making that 49 if you're more interested in kindred name if you're not the 49850 really does end up being a prelude to the ends of a lot of things i even said when i did 49 last week that i you know hey we, we end the sin eater thing it ended in the flood well it didn't end it ends here and so does seemingly the Norman Osborn Green Goblin stuff that I thought, okay, well, 49 ended up being more about the return of Green Goblin. Well, that kind of gets pushed aside as well, but we will go into this and I will warn people that by the end I will spoil who Kindred is. And, you know, we could talk about if we think that is a good reveal and things like that, but I'm going to go off right now to talk some Amazing Spider-Man. All right, and Amazing Spider-Man number 50, Last Remains Part 1, is written by Nick Spencer, art by Patrick Gleason, colors by Edgar Delgado, and letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. Thanks to mysterious villain kindred, Sidney DeRose and the dead more dangerous than ever. He's cleansing criminals of their sins and their powers, leaving them reformed. But Spider-Man doesn't trust the cop killer. So when Sin Eater sets his sight on Norman Osborn, current director of Ravencroft Institute for the Criminally Insane, Spider-Man swung to the rescue of his arch nemesis. Norman donned the Green Goblin suit once again, and he and Spidey teamed up against the souped-up Sin Eater. But once Sin Eater had been stalled, Norman showed his true colors by trying to kill Spider-Man. Unfortunately, Peter's Spidey friends, calling themselves the Order of the Web, showed up in time to rescue him. In a fit of rage, Spider-Man left Norman behind in the ruins of Ravencroft Institute while he and the Order escaped. And so we're going to find out what happened to the Order of the Web, what happened to Peter, what happened to Sin Eater. He isn't dead, but, you know, he has his problems here, and maybe. And Norman, and then obviously then getting the reveal of Kindred 
by the end. Well, we start with Kindred who's doing Kindred things. And it's one of those things. Is it a joke that one of his haunts is the graveyard? Is, is that a joke? It's, it seems like a Halloween joke to me. But that's all we, he really does. He hangs out in graveyards. He talks a lot of smack. Talks about himself, talks about these things. Uh, but here he's also digging up a grave. It's the grave of George Stacy, where he is getting the body and taking it off to kind of have a little tea party with uh, somebody that George would have been very close to. Uh, as we see by the end, he's setting up a table scene with him and Gwen Stacy's body. But we have a bunch of other things going on here. Well, we have Peter who Spider-Man is running through New York City. He's trying to get away or at least get to Doctor Strange. Uh, And we don't really know exactly what is going on there. And that's kind of played out a little out of time. You see the present, then we're going to get flashback steel to show you what happened to lead up to that. Uh, But before we get to that, we are going to have the Sin Eater Norman Osborn resolution a bit here where we have finally... Stan does get to do what he wanted to do. He gets to cleanse Norman Osborn. Now he shows up here. He is not in his juggernaut powered, crazy looking persona deal with the huge head that made no sense. But what doesn't make sense is who gave him new clothes? He ended up ripping through the clothes. Now they seem fine. He must have a lot of changes of clothes around. But that's, you know, if you're Sin Eater, I think you're like Lady Gaga. You have a lot of costume changes ready in the wings. So he ends up doing that. But you get Norman Osborn, who at first you think he's kind of pleading for his life in the way that, you know, most people would do with a shotgun to your head saying, listen, you don't want to kill me. I know who this Kindred is. And this is where you're going to get a little hint of who Kindred really is. And by the end, it makes a lot more sense where he says, listen, I know who he is. He's not who he thinks he is. He's not the all-powerful hell spawn. He play acts spawn in bold letters. I'll tell you, it's not spawn, Todd McFarlane, but it is a spawn of some. The end up also, he says, he's a little weakling, like he always was. I know who he is, and I can tell he's a weakling because he doesn't even have the guts to do this himself. And what you end up doing is have Stan just sit there. He's not saying anything as Norman just goes on and on and says, listen, why aren't you saying anything? I'm Norman Osborn. I ran this world. I'm pretty big. I'm a big to do. Come on. Let's do it. Let's go on with this. But, you know, you're serving this kindred nonsense and we can do it. Please help me. I know we can do this. And you have Sin Eater just ba-boom. But right before you end up having... Norman pick up like the green goblin mask, put it on. So he's there looking through it, but he gets shot. It seems as if he's dead. The mask falls aside and he has there where the, the sins are cleansed in the way that we had seen before. And you have Stan saying the work is done. Well, we end up then continuing with Peter who does get to Dr. Strange and says, Hey, what up doc? I need help. I, I, I think I might be dying. And Dr. Strange says, come on in. I have some potions and some things. You know, that's what I do. But they take a little time. Peter says, we don't really have that time, but that's fine. And and Dr. Strange even says, you're so messed up. You know, I should actually be prepping you for surgery. But we then go off to see what happens with Sinder. Sinder has done what Kindred wanted him to do. It seems like the final thing was to end up taking care of Norman. 
Spider-Man stopped them before, but now he's able to finish the job. Uh, but that's not exactly Kindred showing up to give high fives. He's not giving a high five to Sin Eater. He pretty much shows up and is one of those, well, you did what I wanted to do. You make me sick. I don't even like looking at you. You're a guy who thinks that you're doing the righteous thing by cleansing other people's sins and taking them in yourself when you have you have dirty hands here. You know, hey, Sin Eater's got dirty hands, everybody. Uh, and Sin Eater, for his part, says, no, 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 that's why I was in hell. I mean, uh, there was the cleansing fire in hell. That's where my sins were burned off. But you end up having kindred say, not all of them, because you've got some that you don't even understand that you had. You, you ended up not even realizing, and you do go back to Sin Eater origin type deal, where it's almost like this is your life. Or, you know, almost like a Christmas carol, you end up having Kindred being the spirit of sin's past. He's taking them down the road here and saying, look at this. Look what happened with your partner. You know, your partner. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. They, they ended up killing my partner. These No, no, no. They didn't do that. And plus, your partner was dirty himself. It's you who killed your partner. And it's like, dan, dan, dan. And that's the big deal. Well, as that goes on. You ended up having the whole deal with Kindred saying, now it's time to face what you've done. And suddenly it seems as if the sins and the powers that he has cleansed from the villains recently all come out to attack Sin Eater, to attack. And you end up having Sin Eater then say, please, please help. I, you know, all this. And this is what you ended up having Norman say. So I'm like, Sin Eater, sayonara, sucker. You had your chance, Kindred. He's bad news, but it seems as if this demonic entity is formed out of all of the sins and all the things that you ended up having Sin Eater purge out, and it goes on the attack. It goes off to target the Order of the Web that is in that submarine trying to escape from Ravencroft Institute, get out of there after they kick Norman out, and it does pretty much just hit full on and enter the sub where everybody is getting attacked. So you see, okay, there's Peter. He must have gotten out. Obviously, he's there with Dr. Strange now and explaining the idea of, yeah, you know, I kind of made some deals with the devil. I kind of did all these things. And, you know, I, I always seem to mess things up that way. But, uh, yeah, we're in trouble. We're in real trouble. And then what happens is that the trouble is that, you know, the, the sin eater slash sins and all that, the kindred are controlling, ending up possessing the order of the web that then comes smashing through the whole sanctum sanctorum where you end up having silk come in and silk is obviously possessed going, just looks crazy. Uh, but then we end up with the ending here where Kindred is setting up that dinner party. You have George Stacy. You end up having Gwen Stacy, both of their skeletons there that he has dug up. And then it seems as if Kindred's talking about, you want to surround yourself by those you love. As he's playing with dead bodies, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it is, it is pretty vicious. Um, but as he says that, you end up having Norman come to underneath Ravencroft. And that's where Dr. Kafka ends up figuring out he's down there goes to get him but not to save them but to say yeah you're in big trouble this this stuff you had going on down here not really great not on the up and up and uh yeah you're gonna go to jail 
And he's like, no, no, no. You know, there's this other thing going on. Uh, please, you know, we got to do something. I, I need to talk to you. We need to try to get this kindred, this other deal. And Dr. Kafka's like, no, no, no. What we're going to do is you can tell it to the authorities and, and they'll work that. When you go to jail, you can tell them and then they'll get some police officers on that to arrest this other thing that you're talking about and like all that because Sin Eater seems to have disappeared, but this whole thing with Kindred and all that. And it says, you know, Sin Eater's just the beginning. Uh, there's worse. We got to find this deal. We got to find Kindred. We have to help. And she says, you know, like I said, you're going to have to arrest them. And he's like, no, no, no. We don't need to arrest him. We need his help. You don't understand. He's my son. Bam, bam, bam. That's Harry. So we find out Kindred is Harry. And here is the thing. Here is the thing that I'm going to say right now. The idea that Kindred is Harry does not take away the nonsense that it took 50 issues almost to get to this reveal. It's not one of those where I say, oh, my God, Harry, that was worth the wait with all the things going on and everything being pointed at because people started guessing who it was. And, of course, Harry would have been one of the big guesses. I I don't think it's that shocking. But what I will tell you is from this point on, from this moment on into this whole last remains deal, now I'm really interested. So I, I can push aside the idea of, yeah, it's, it was infuriating to just kind of get it pushed out there and have to get strung along all this time. I'm leaving that behind. My, that sin is being cleansed to, to go with the motif here. That is done. And yeah, having it Harry and having Harry Kindred, having it revealed, having Norman, all the stuff, I think that's really neat going forward. So I'm looking forward to this last remains. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to love it. We'll see. I'll go each issue, and we'll see what's going on with that. But overall, yeah, I'm pretty excited going on. And this issue is is pretty good. I, the Spidey stuff, just to kind of go, you know, in time, out of time, to just kind of get the basis of it, because that's going to be a big part of The Last Remains as well with The Order of the Web. I could have just went with it being just the Norman Sin Eater leading the kindred, all this stuff going on there is the most interesting part. The stuff with Spidey's just kind of thrown in there to progress that, to get him, you know, against uh, with Doctor Strange and then get the Order of the Web kind of possessing things. So we'll see what that's going on. But I like Patrick Gleason's art a lot in this. I think he does a really good job, a really good job to even push it where it, it fits well with everything we've got before. And I love Patrick Gleason's art, so that's pretty cool. And then overall, I'd give it an 8.5 out of 10, maybe an 8. I'm trying to think. I mean, I want to give it an 8.5. Maybe I'll give it an 8.3 is what I'll go right there, kind of in the middle. But it does have me interested going forward. But I'm going to go off right now to talk with Brandon about the Immortal Hulk and the Marvel Zombies Resurrection. Online. It was a Sunday night, wrote up my notes to get the feeling right. Brandon had messaged me, he's drinking at his friends, but that was at quarter to three. And that's about the time the jerk passed out on me. He lives in Buffalo, I could not see. 
I guess it's just beyond the weekend show Way up there in Buffalo, it's just another Sunday night Brandon's drunk again, Brandon's drunk again all right, now I'm here with Brandon, and we're going to be talking two books here. Two books that, uh, yeah, are, are decent enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're not horrible. There, there's a lot of bad books out nowadays, it seems, and and these are okay. And, and actually, a pleasant surprise with the second one. But we're going to talk first. Immortal Hulk number thirty-eight, written by Al Ewing, pencils by Joe Bennett, Roy Jose, and Ballardrino Brabo on inks, Paul Mounts on colors, and BC's Corey Pettit on letters. And it's just going to be a continuation. This whole thing, the leader is taking control. The leader right now has control of Del Fry, Rick Jones, also Green Scar. Uh, as you have things going on in like the inner mind of Bruce Wayne, this hidden away Bruce inner Banner. world or Bruce Banner, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. In this inner world where that's where he goes. We do see and, and what you're going to get here is not going to be surprising. No. Uh, but Brian Banner, his father was a real a-hole. Yeah, oh yeah. We've seen this. We've seen this before. It, it's ramping up a bit and it has to ramp up a bit in this issue because what you're going to get is Devil Hulk and Devil Hulk pretty much was the result of the awful abuse and up until this point he's been trapped he's there and he's like the man in the iron mask here in oh, the yeah. inner Times world Times 100 <laughs> yeah yeah it's so crazy how he is hooked in man there of the iron body i would think i don't know that's a pretty uh you know convincing looking contraption but even still for a hulk i would think and he does but <laughs> yeah he does get out but still this is it's also in the inner world you're dealing with all yeah, that but a it, it's that a good nonsense. it's a good visual though the show that you know back in the day little little three-year-old you know bruce banner who's reading paradise lost and and you end up having what usually is a really jerk father move of you think you're smarter than me he's gonna replace me all these things he's a monster he's a little monster look at him with his big brain what a monster filthy mutant brain just goes on and so this really points out in a good way i think al ewing does it really well here that the devil hulk that's only for really bad times. Yeah, and it started very early, too, is kind of the other key takeaway. And even with that, you end up having the Devil Hulk tell Bruce as he's dreaming. You have that, like, you know, little baby with the but the green heel, like, I'll ki- let me out. I'll kill that bastard. Like, this is ruthless. It's Devil Hulk. And so the idea of at points where this was only when the abuse was the most, it, it hits hard here where if you're going to get Devil Hulk, that means that Bruce and all of his inner workings there realize that the crap has hit the fan. Yeah. I mean, this is really, and it is, it's, the last it's really resort. bad. It's, the, it's yeah. the nuclear option, basically. It is. It really is because you have a lot of the, you know, a lot of the personas are either captured or being directly controlled. You know, and, and including Rick Jones and Del Fry. Del Fry, the first guy that we even saw way back, that teen that ended up getting gamut that started off the series. And and even with that, that doesn't like to be called like a number. It, it has some crazy things in here, but pretty much it is the, you know, all the uh, iterations of Hulk. There you have Joe Fixit and Bruce. They're kind of strapped on to this awful yeah. deal. Yeah, they're chained up. You end up having... Uh, the leader just kind of he likes to talk trash. Oh yeah, you know he likes to sit fan. there and, and it's in the planet Hulk body. Yeah, and, and with that too, he's got the big brain though. And this is where you even have 
Joe Fixit realize, holy crap, it's the leader. And that kind of, in my mind, that is what sets in motion what happens to the devil hook because this isn't just oh you know this happens before oh my some one of the personas took over i'm here i'm trying to no 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 this is an outside thing coming in and and you know they're confused how did you do this why were you able to do this and the leader really wants to keep pushing the idea of I'm the best thing here. Like, I'm the smartest. I'm the baddest. And he, I mean, he has the Planet Hulk, but, you know, he has all that. So he is pretty bad here. Uh, but he says he got through a back door, and then you get mentioned of the green door, which, you know, I, yeah. I kind of hate. A lot of nonsense that went on we weren't biggest fan of. Yeah, really. But while this is going on, you do then go through, you know, the iterations of the ones that he's controlling. And he's controlling all these bodies, including, like we said, uh, Rick and Del Fry at the same time. They're all connected. The leader's controlling all this. And we did see the, you know, the minutia deal of getting this plan. It's like the awful leader Hulk version of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. They, and they showed all the, the interconnected. They, I think they do a good job of showing the interconnected pieces here and where, how he seeped in. Yeah. And, and shows too then that he's still going at it. I mean, you have Dr. McGowan at the shadow base is pretty much getting attacked by Del Fry, who in, in a very good deal with Joe Bennett, you know, you, you get that thing. And I think that it was also done where you end up having Joe fix and he's like, hey, and if you didn't know, you're like, oh, I recognize that big brain there. So that shows you if you did. Then you see Delfry, okay, you pretty much, yep, there he is. He's got the thing and through the talk that everybody's being controlled. Now, Rick Jones, he's just a monstrosity. He he needs to die. And thankfully, it seems like that happens. And and Dr. McGowan is under attack from Delfry, controlled by the leader. Uh, and Rick Jones and him are going nuts. They end up, and Dr. McGowan actually does a pretty cool deal here where she uses that teleportation that we saw before mm-hmm. and just ends up hitting it and slicing Rick Jones in half. It yeah. looks like that. That was that's that's probably the best for him to be honest for you at this point. <laughs> if if you are a Rick Jones fan, <laughs> nobody can tell me that you want this Rick Jones to continue. I mean, really, all this would normally lead to, I guess, is he goes to the down below, or go through a door. Now we're back, right? But he ends up getting sliced. Uh, it's it's disgusting. Just looking at like the parts and oh, it's it's terrible. Uh, but when that happens, that actually sends like a shockwave through all the leaders control deal and he ends up you know snots coming out his nose at the one point and you end up where <laughs> joe fix it actually is talking trash now himself bruce says to calm down but yeah you end up with the idea then the attack goes on bruce now is under full attack by the leader and he's just you know pretty much abusing him and treating him as if you know like his dad yeah you know, he's tra- plus the size difference. He's like ragdolling him, really treating him like a child too. Yep, and and actually, the the best is is while this goes on, you, you see Joe fix it realizes what's happening. He's like, "You are such an idiot, Stearns," because you see almost like a, a, a <laughs> nuclear explosion Joe coming fix, at yeah, them. Joe fix it's the best part of the issue, I think. He's so like dirty. He's got to have hepatitis, right? He uh, looks it's so like dirty. Johnny Depp in uh, what's that? Fear and loathing. Yeah, fear and loathing. That's exactly. What it is, he just looks slimy. He hasn't taken a shower in forever. Um, but yeah, you end up where a lot of trash talk 
from the leader. A lot of this going on only to lead to ba-boom. And, and the funny thing to me is the way they play this out. Because I, I did want more Devil Hulk. Now, we've seen Devil Hulk earlier. We know the scales. We know the look. Why are you playing coy for three pages? We know the it's reveal. him. Yeah. So it's like his legs and like, no, no, you were sealed away, buried away. Huh, I wonder if it was the devil hook that was in the Did old they want armor. you to think it was like abomination or something? I don't hey, they can't. It's all <laughs> set up. You have the first bit of setup as young Bruce, three year old, where you end up having Devil Hook say, You want me to kill him? I'll come out and kill him. Then you see Devil Hook in the armor. Then you mention I mean there's no way. So you go and it's like one of those deals, like it's neat. It it's a you know, kick butt kind of progression deal, but I'm like, really? Like, you yeah. do you think I'm shocked here at the end? It's it's definitely just how they wanted to end the issue type type thing. In my mind, that's what it was. They're writing it like, okay, I'm drawing away. I'm Joe Bennett. Like, okay, get get Al on the phone. We're only at 18 pages. What should we do? Oh well, we'll make another page of the review and then the cliffhanger because yeah, that's what it seems where you go through. You know, feet, hand, teeth, eye. As you see, you know, the leader freaking out. I mean, he's not bragging anymore. He's not, you know, no. boastful. And he's like, no, 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 stay back, stay back. And you yeah, have. Hopefully he's got a change of depends in that. Yeah, armor. really. And he's like, you hurt <laughs> Banner, Stearns. And when you hurt Banner, I take it real personal. And then you get the full out devil hole. He's huge. Dude. He's humongous. He's, he's so yeah. humongous. He, he's cool. He really is. He reminds me, actually, the, the design just right here does remind me of a more like violent or, or mean looking savage dragon for some reason. But yeah. it's just me uh but yeah he's huge and that's yeah and it's pretty cool by the the tongue's weird too in my mind because it's coming out like out of it it gives him a venom look it's off center to me (laughs) you know my tongue i stick it out this tongue's kind of coming out a little left to center there and it makes me weirded out and all of this we look at him and that's what weirds us out the tongue yeah. I mean, really, I, I need some pants. It's fact he's 50 feet tall or anything like that. Gales, big teeth, <laughs> green teeth. Oh, man. Probably actually green teeth, but still probably in better shape than Joe Fixit's teeth. I don't think he's brushed his <laughs> teeth in years. Oh, he's but, got meth mouth for yeah, sure. Really, oh, definitely. He definitely does. But, yeah, I like the art in this, and I like it. And it's one of those things where I, I never end up getting overboard you know, on the issues, but I have been liking it more and more. I'm not the, I'm not giving it a 10, but I'm enjoying it. But we even said when we were starting and all this, that it's just ends up a book that if you're enjoying it, you're still going to enjoy it. If you love it and give it a 10, you're still going to love it and give it a 10. It's the, I'm not saying it doesn't progress, but it is the same type of deal. And this is a pro the one problem about something like this. And then it happened with Brian Azzarello at the beginning of the new 52 with wonder woman. Uh, People love the book. Now afterwards people got mad, but you end up where (laughs) you want to tell people to, Oh, you got to read this immortal Hulk. You got to read this wonder woman you got to read it happens a lot with these things but the problem is it's a long form story yeah it's not like oh you got to start at volume three uh, or arc three of this hulk run yeah exactly no you can't you have to start from the beginning and as a run gets longer and longer it gets more and more hard for somebody to jump in time money and all that i'll also say this that that's very true for somebody that's you know not read it and interested uh, for me, because I have not read every single issue of this run, but I don't also ever feel lost because I know what the background is. And this story also doesn't change a whole lot. Like, you know what, what they're dealing with. 
Yeah. So if you have read some, like I would say everybody should start at issue 25. So then they can quit and never do yeah, I'll, I'll save you 25. money. Start, go one through 24, skip 25. Wasn't that the crazy one? Yeah. The only 25 was the crazy one. I, I was off for months and then I, I caught up and I did read those issues. Just, after just and, know the last page is the leader reveal, c- kind of bringing home these next, you know, 13 issues. So, or so you have that. And with that, we have 12 issues left and it does appear now with this, with Devil Hulk attacking late, like I was worried leader was going to be the next 12 issues, which will still be involved, I'm sure, because everything remains involved. Um, but you would you would guess that at the end, it's like one of those weird things like Hawkman came out at DC and every, oh, it's the definitive origin of Hawkman. And then it got off the rails after. But you end up and some people don't think that, but you end up with <sighs> this where it's almost like. You're going to have 50 issues, which is a lot of issues. Yeah, you is. get all the personas in line and check going forward, you know, that sort of thing and making maybe like an ultimate Hulk or whatever it would be. I was thinking about this in the shower and I'm not, you know, a, a Hulk fan years and years. I've really this is pretty much my Hulk run I've read, but I'm I'm coming up with names. I'm like, they, they had to have had that. Right. I thought what this will lead to is like a totally awesome Hulk. They don't have that yet. Right. Totally they do but yeah with all this i think i'm going to give this an 8.5 i I did like it and again i I like these issues so i can't say this is worse than anything that i've liked before it kind of is the same it's a very even steven type deal except that 25 issue that was wacky but other than that what would you give it i'm gonna i'll give it also an 8.5 i i definitely enjoyed it um you know, uh, I, the Devil Hulk and the art are, are the appeal here for me. I, Joe Fix It was fun as well and kind of really sucked me into the issue. Like it went by quick. I had a good time reading it. Um, kind of, kind of the links and showing the, the whole master plan with the leader was, was cool too. Uh, j- just, it, it does a good job of summarizing some of the confusing aspects of, of this story and, and kind of how we all put it together. So. Um, you know, I, I am a little perplexed because this feels like, you know, the, the end game here, how they're going to uh, go to issue 50 kind of with this same story. But maybe at the end is when we kind of get those arcs we were talking about earlier. And, you know, you can get the feel for L. Ewing Hulk and see if you want to go back and, and read it. So uh, I, I don't know. I'm I, This is a book I've always kind of, like you said, been been kind of in the camp of, but not 10 out of 10 camp, you know? So (laughs) 7.5, 8.5 is kind of where it hovers for me. It's enjoyable, but I don't think it's definitive. Yeah. We're like mid-level deal yeah. and uh do you think that he the the leader was baiting them on a bit do you think because does that make him a master baiter this doesn't <laughs> we're gonna go to the next book which is a book that i think me and you are the only ones talking about i'm serious yes. too i don't hear many people based talking on reviews yeah and check file Based on reviews, this gets more reviews than the Avengers. So this, at one, least this got, one tiptoes the wire too of us always continually like, why are we going to talk about it again? <laughs> and finally, we ended up getting an issue, and it is Marvel Zombies Resurrection Part Three of Four. Now, with that, it is a shame, and, and eventually this this week I will be talking about Avengers. People may have even heard the review already, but with this, it ends the Age of Conchu arc. You have to start talking t- with me about 
it next arc so we can throw shade because okay. we ended up you were you were front and center yelling yeah. at Tom Brevoort the first getting a part of the fight with Jason Aaron about this whole deal and it, it's come to roost for them what, what they told us was going to happen uh, did not and people pretty much have joined on the deal uh, even with the point where nobody reviews the book I was supposed to review it this week I said screw that I'm not going to review it I don't I don't do like it, it. I do I, it I'm bored yeah really. I just figured I'd save her for the show. But we end up where <laughs> Marvel Zombies Resurrections, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, art by Leonard Kirk, colors by Rachel Rosenberg, and letters by VCs Travis Lanham. Years ago, the Galactus Hive. I, I want to start like a dance band, the Galactus Hive. Is that be pretty the good? Hive Mind. Yeah. They, might, they might arrest you for starting How about a cult the Galactus Hive and the Hive Mind? That's going to be my <laughs> deal. We're going to come out, we're going to dance, we'll have costumes. The zombified corpse of Galactus fell to Earth, bringing with it the infected heroes and a virus that spread to the general population. Gen Pop, they say. Peter Parker, <laughs> a.k.a. Spider-Man, Valeria Richards and Franklin Richards are on its trail. The Richards hoping to cure their infected parents and Peter just trying to keep them alive. Now, they've traced the cosmic radiation to the hive, uh, to the deep sea kingdom of Atlantis. And I did like this issue more than than any other. I think that this is the best issue. It's still not great. And, yeah, and the more no, I think about it, too. it's still just like, let's get somewhere. And, and it's it's the same beats. We talked about how Immortal Hulk is the same uh, the, kind of deal. I but could this. do without these, these flash forwards yep. or dreams or whatever they are anymore and, in this book. And Philip Kennedy Johnson, he's playing the idea, okay, this one, I think that may be what it is. I don't really love the idea that we started, but at least the, the dream or nightmare is, you know, it's continuing, we're going. At least now we see something about Franklin. I mean, yeah. we have one more issue left. But still no, uh, well, I guess he got he got bitten, but we don't know why he's not. It, something they gave him is preventing all those powers. And, everything. and here's what I don't understand. You have Peter there. You end up having him see Franklin get bit. He grabs Franklin. They skedaddle. They get out of there. It seems as if when this is going on, Franklin doesn't remember any of this, but it seems as if Peter did something, something to prevent either the infection from spreading or curing it. Why Whatever he did, it's, why didn't he use that for anybody else? Why isn't that the cure or is it or whatnot? Because it does seem as if whatever happened not only cured him, but wiped him of his powers. That's what happened. And you even have where you have zombified. And prevented growth. Like he's not growing or aging either. And and, and again, is it like a vampire deal? But the, I and, think it's and, a spider bite or something is, is my. <laughs> we We have Blade here. And now I, I'm I'm thinking that it was a vampire. I think that uh, they went and got a vampire. That's not a bad, bad idea. I, yeah. I think that they went and get, get, got him bit by a vampire. He is now a vampire. Though, would you think Blade would know this? Or, a daywalker. He's got to be a daywalker too. Type yeah, thing. yeah, he has to be. Uh, it would be cool that if we found out it was Blade, that the, but Blade just shows up and seemingly doesn't know what's going on. But it's so weird the idea that he isn't aging. Uh, I don't know. His powers got sucked away. You know, that's what vampires do. They suck it away. Who ordered the steak? But you end up where (laughs) I I don't. I think that why I like this issue the most is because finally these nightmares just aren't. "Ah, Oh, my God. I saw a nightmare Mary Jane. It, It was we saw something. We saw them do the deal we saw peter grab franklin still vague though as to what anything yeah it was. is well the the vagueness is then what happened but yeah they're yep. they're heading towards what they're trying to find atlantis they are on nana 
the old uh, Sentinel deal. You have all these things, Chewy, Beth Lurkin, uh, you know, they're all there. Blade, Blade, you end up having Philip Kennedy Johnson wants to give Blade like this goofy deal. Like, say you're a good girl. He's playing with Chewy. I'm like, I, I don't really need that. Um, But they're going to go and you're going to repeat a lot of the things. And the things that you keep repeating are, do you think there's a cure? Do you think that we can cure them? All right, let's go cure them because they get there and they go and figure out how to get down into Atlantis, which then leads them to pretty much everything. They they were expecting a lot of people down there. When they went down, though. They found one. Yeah, they end up wearing it. This is the, the thing about it. Uh, Poor Wolverine in these alternate stories. That's what I'm saying. With the, with the whole healing factor, one of the greatest things, Wolverine probably sits there and goes, thank God I have it, right? When crap goes wrong, it turns into the worst ability because <laughs> it know. always is them torturing him or eating him continuously because yep, he forever. won't die. So they'll cut out an organ. It grows back and then they cut off half his butt. It grows. It's the worst. It ends up being the worst thing ever, though. We see here that there's other things wrong because he's not exactly healing fully. Uh, He doesn't have eyes. Uh, And they are, you know, they're scarred over, things like that. They're just screwing with them. But we find out it's all a trap anyway. When they get there, they are attacked. And and really, in a lot of these stories that go wrong, and it seems like it's going to be in this um, Captain Marvel, too. A lot of times when things go wrong, it's always magic, too. Magic is always, like, front and center for evil futures. And She's got to deal with the devil going on, living in limbo and everything else. So, yeah, no surprise there. It comes up very quickly. <laughs> and in the Captain Marvel that was on the whole uh, spotlight, the idea was to, like, we can get to her. We can talk her out of this. No, don't even. She's, like you said, it's devil time. It's also that that Russian origin she's got going for I her. I know, DK really, that's her. true. Anybody with Rasputin <laughs> for letting get her out of town. But yeah, so you end up where you know magic comes because this is a trap. Though, did they need a trap? Uh, seriously, they go no, down in this area in the trap, uh, uh, basically underground, underwater, and they didn't go there. For Wolverine, that you don't need Wolverine. They're there for the hive, all that. So just them walking down, you could have everybody there. Now, it seems like they want to bring them the limbo. But even then, they walk through out of that elevator. Magic just has to blast them. Boom, limbo. There's no reason, yeah. really. Well, it's they, just- they actually found what they were looking for this way because they were trying to identify where Galactus was. And now they found Galactus. I don't know what they can do. It's five against 5,000. But Yeah, it doesn't look like it's the greatest time. And one of them's a Flarkin here. Yeah, really? Yeah, there's Flarkins. <laughs> Her and Blade have quite the relationship going this issue. With that, I was going to say something bad, but you get this whole deal where, yeah, they kind of go down there and it's like, all right, where do we go next? The magic just shows up. Aha, it's a trap. Boom, you're in limbo. Welcome to limbo, jerks. And that's where you see all the characters. You get a little bit of exposition from Silver Surfer zombified. So I don't know how you zombify a Silver Surfer, but he ends up where he's there. And I guess he'd be Carefully. one of the first two because of Galactus being the deal. But he kind of goes through the whole idea. Yeah, you know, the eggs and the pods were in Galactus. It went, we're not the brood. We're the next stage, all this stuff going on. But does mention the brood and all that and uh yeah they ended up thinking this is the next evolution you get kind of an x-men feel with that as well 
But yeah, they're happy because, hey, you brought back our biggest thing. Hey, sweetie pie, come to Mama Franklin. They're like, how did you, we're going to cure you. And then you have Wolverine who's just, poor Wolverine's on the side there, a torso. You can't cure them. And yeah, they're now just going to go. Yeah, they're just going to go. And that's where you have, you know, we have an issue next to finish it. So you can't end it all. So you have to end it on a cliffhanger. But again, because of the dreams and nightmares we've seen up till now, we've seen Mary Jane. We actually saw Mary Jane before. So the idea of your family here is here too. Hey, Tiger. Oh, no, Mary Jane, how could it be? <laughs> and I'm like, no, we, we know this. We we yes. saw them hanging. So it's not really that crazy a cliffhanger, but it's not a bad story. It, it's kind of coming together because then you end up Mary Jane. Now we can live together forever. And you're like, I, I don't want to live with you. Look at uh, you. Yeah, plus, who one. knows what you have, really? There's not a court in the world that's going to agree with you here, Mary No, <laughs> no. And uh, after all this. <laughs> Try to eat my brains while I yeah, sleep. Yeah, really. Yeah, you don't need that. The no. the art's okay. It's still not my favorite. Yeah, it's a little messy. Yeah, but it, it's, like, it's it got the to feel. the mood and stuff. Yeah, but it, it just, it's muddy. It's too muddy and like too. It, it's trying too hard, it feels like. Almost. I think so, too. And also, when you do end up getting the wow moments, they're not as wow moments. Because it's like, eh. I mean, the, the big deal is welcome to limbo, jerks. When that, and I'm looking at it and like, yeah, there's there's Cap in the foreground. That looks pretty good. But even like if you look like Mr. Fantastic, he don't look great. And then I start, I don't even know who some of these are. And I swear I see Wolverine in the very background, but I don't know. And everything gets, you know, out of focus. Plus, it even looks like, now, I was going to say, it looks like the Silver Surfer surfboard is even zombified, but it isn't. It's just the way it is. But <laughs> I'd like that to, to look a little better. And overall, we'll see what's going to go on. But I do think that Franklin will be revealed to have been bitten by a vampire, which then will lead to Blade doing something and whatever. And we'll... Then he'll be the vampire king, finally. Yeah. Then you'll finally <laughs> get it. Where's Dracula? <laughs> That's what you want. Is he in Chernobyl still mm. hanging on his throne of lies that yeah. you, you want him to have? Yeah, but yeah, overall, go. I'm going to give it a seven. I think that this was uh, one of the better issues of this. I still don't think I like this enough to even say for people who like the Marvel zombies to grab onto yet. We'll see how it ends. And then maybe I'll say, well, if you love it, you know, you love the zombies, you might like it. But it's too it's too small a story and such a big deal. And you're just following the same cat and they keep repeating the same things over and over. There's not really much for, you know, Val to do. Uh, Blade joins in, which I think but Blade is just there for the ending. He hasn't done crap, you know, all that. So, and also we didn't mention Nan gets sliced in half. I guess only so that she can't help anymore. They they're on their own. But what what would you give it? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a six point five. Uh, I, I just I don't know. It's it's just very average, like a, a cut by numbers kind of zombie thing going on, and it's taken too long to get to the point. It reminds me a bit of why I hated Walking Dead so much. Uh, just, you know, wandering around in aimlessness. Yeah, the TV yeah. show, I mean. I've never I never watched the, the TV show. I never watched <laughs> the TV show. I ended so. up reading some of the comic, and it was okay. But that's it. That's for me and you. So we'll go off now. But thank you for joining me, Brandon. And yes, we'll sir. be back with another book. All right, and this is Avengers number 37. It's the Age of Conchu Conclusion. Uh, written by Jason Aaron, art by Javier Garon, colors by Jason Keith, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. And, and I want to give 
this issue its due. I want to be able to talk about it for you know an amount of time that equals how good this whole Age of Conchu deal has been, especially this conclusion. But if I was going to do that, I'd be talking about 30 seconds. This ending is garbage. And, and this book is just infuriating. It, it just ends up where Jason Aaron, I think now he's just punking everyone. I think that he has gone to the point where he's gone too far over the deal of not giving you an Avengers book. He wants to write every book but the Avengers. But to actually give you the Avengers as the focus would be something like admitting he was wrong. I don't know. Because people are bailing. And you might be listening and saying, well, I love it. I, and that's fine. That, that's great. But I'm going by the amount of people who review it anymore. It's one of the least reviewed books, especially a big book like The Avengers should be. I don't hear anybody talking about it. I, the only time I do hear people talking about it now are things like, man, Jason Aaron had that huge Thor run. So how can he mess up Molnir so much? I even have people who are Moon Knight fans that were excited at the beginning of this whole Age of Conchu deal saying, yeah, I kind of wish that he didn't do this or it went on a little too long. Or, again, it ended with a thud because you end up having a lot of setup. You have everything going on. You end up at the last part, the cliffhanger of last issue, where you end up having the Phoenix Force there go into Moon Knight. That is cool. He uses it here just to end this whole story so that then the Phoenix can go off to get a more suitable host. And then Jason Aaron can spend time concentrating on the Phoenix and not the Avengers. Again, it just keeps going on. And it, like, please, I mean, it, is it weird to want a cool down issue in this series? But the cooldown issue is actually the team together doing something. So ridiculous. You do have the Avengers assemble at this point in this issue, but it, it's quick. It doesn't do anything. And, and pretty much, I mean, it's as generic as you can say uh, with Cap fighting werewolves and mummies. I mean, that's pretty cool, especially in the spookiest month of the year. But with that, too, you just end up things happening to happen just to end it and everything being reset and everything not meaning much, including, oh, my, there's Moon Knight. He ends up realizing that he has screwed up. He ends up using the Phoenix Force to go and punch Kanchu in the face as Kanchu is trying to get the star brand baby's powers, the baby brand. Nothing really comes from that. What ends up happening, though, is that. Mark Spencer realizes I've done wrong. Oh, my God. And then gets hit in the face by Molnir, by Thor. But then you go off down in New Thebes where you already had Black Panther who was in one of these pyramids getting attacked while you have most of the other Avengers going in to save him, even though he kind of saves himself. You end up where I said you get Cap and Blade being able to attack werewolves and mummies. That's cool. And I do like the art. Javier Garon's art is pretty good here but then you just get what would be a wow moment but really is it and does it mean anything when you end up having the last two onks that uh, black panther grabs from conchu that ends up giving uh jennifer walters into the iron hulk for one page and blade the sorcerer supreme and i'm like all right whatever we have that but what is it going to mean and what does it do it's not real great but we get the powers back to 
you know, the Avengers for them just to end up attacking, standing tall and proud as Mark Spencer crashes to Earth. The Phoenix Force goes off, and then we go up to the moon to the Summer's house where you end up having Jean Grey say, I feel it again. And even says, yeah, it's like a dumpster fire is what somebody, yeah, that's what this whole deal was, right? You're right there, Wolverine. Because now Wolverine's like, we're going to go get it. We're going to get it first. Oh, no, you think you can handle it? What reasons do you have? Reasons? I have six of them right here. It's his claws. It's Wolverine's claws. And then it's like, next, enter the Phoenix. And you're like, okay, so you want to write the X-Men now. So, so, well, you know, there you go. What what do you want to write after this? I mean, you, you want to write like a Doctor Strange book by itself? Do you want to go off maybe and write like, you know, an X-23? I don't know. Just name any book. You, you want to have Strange Academy in this? Because it probably would be better than the garbage you're writing. In. And I, I end up seeing a lot of people, you know, before when we first started this fresh start, one of the reasons, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, and I say it all the time, one of the reasons that I wanted to do Marvel stuff, I was getting tired of the DC stuff. I wanted to broaden my horizons and have some fun with some characters that I liked from the outside looking in. I like things like Captain America, but only knowing Captain America from the movies, but loving the character. But one of the things was the Thor deal, Jason Aaron Thor. I did really like, and maybe this will get you mad, but I like Jane Foster Thor. I had read some of that. So I come into the fresh start, fresh start, and I'm all excited. I'm going. And pretty much one of my top three biggest disappointments has been just Jason Aaron, just him. And it, it actually, you know, it, it upsets me of something that I thought. And it's one of those things where y- you go and you're going to do anything. It doesn't have to be a review or a book or whatever. Whatever you're doing in life where you think there is a given, it, you know, you're going to enjoy something and you know you will. And then we'll work on the other things in life. Now, my given was, I like what Jason Aaron's doing. Everybody seems to love him. Now, I am on the outside looking in, so I don't see the detractors. I just see the broad brush of the idea that he's really kicking some butt. And that wasn't a given because I have not liked much of anything he's written. And this Avengers book is one of those. Brandon ended up fighting with Jason Aaron, Tom Brevoort, on Twitter and Tom Brevoort basically said, well, this is one of those runs you have to wait six years to realize how good it is. Please don't put us through that torture for much longer. We're at issue 37. Just end this at 50 and get somebody else on the book. Please. And, and I don't know that that would be enough time for Jason Aaron to, to weave his web of nonsense and tie up all the ends. I don't think it would be. Brandon still thinks that Dracula is off there and that Blade's going to become the king of the vampires. It ain't happening, Brandon, but he still thinks it is. But overall, I'm going to give this a five, and it is an FU five. It is the special five that we give a lot of times when it's just something where it infuriates you. And Javier Grono's art is really, really good. It's not saving crap here. And then again, you end up where the ending of this, where the whole deal was focusing on moon Knight, and then you end this avengers book that barely has the avengers with wolverine and gene gray please i i don't understand but we'll see 
people say. I, I saw a lot of people where when they announced the whole Phoenix stuff, <laughs> there was like 300 comments on this tweet. And maybe two were almost positive. They weren't even overly positive. They were almost positive. Like, well, let's all wait and see. That was as good as you're going to get. Other things are like, no, 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 Jason Aaron, we don't want the Phoenix Force. Or eh, Phoenix Force ain't for the Avengers to play with. Stop. Well, let me see. Well, what what are they doing? What is Wolverine and Jean Grey doing right now? Isn't Wolverine heading off to other other world and going to fight in the Ten of Swords tourney? You ain't got no time to mess with no Phoenix Force right now. Stop it. That's it. Five out of ten. FU5. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope I get my voice back soon. Got it back a little bit now. I'm getting all fired up, and it's I'm losing it again. But I'll be doing the Ten of Swords episode, the X-Men episode, coming up in the next few days. And I think I'm going to be joined by my man, Ruben. Ruben. He's going to join me for what will end up being, I believe, Cable, Hellions, and New Mutants, the next three chapters in the Ten of Swords. So I hope that you will look forward to that. I'm looking forward to talking about those books, especially if Ruben can join me. So we'll see if that's going to go down. But thanks, everybody. Uh, Just a reminder, you have the Twitter, WS Marvel Comics website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, and the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience. Smell you later, everybody. Talk to you soon.